0: Church, we are looking at uh, the Old Testament prophets uh, in the month of July, so I'm looking forward to uh, getting into the book of Ze- Zechariah, uh, which we uh, often don't hear a lot from, but I think is very necessary for us to to hear the prophet's words, to hear the hope that is in uh, the Old Testament prophets. So I, I'm very much looking forward to uh, digging deep into uh, these, uh, these scriptures. But before we go there, I, I, I want to select this passage from Zechariah and use it as our spiritual anchor as we move into a time of prayer. So, Zechariah nine twelve this morning. If you would, let us say these words responsibly as we prepare our spirits and our hearts for prayer. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today, I declare that I will restore double to you. Amen and amen. Let us go to the Lord, please, church. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, hope, eternal hope, the hope of salvation, it comes in and through. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And I, I, I pray, Lord, in Your name, Lord, that we hear that this day, Lord, because life often, Lord, brings us curveballs, Lord. It, it often, Lord, uh, brings a sting to our lives and to those whom we love and care for and are praying for, Lord, and, and that, that trust Lord, uh, can often, Lord, it can often diminish, Lord, it, it can often begin to fade as we live life. So, Lord, we need Your Word. We need the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We need Jesus Christ in our lives, Lord, to. to to have and to hold, to be that spiritual anchor, Lord, for when life happens, for when, oh God, we get knocked down, Lord. But the good news is we don't have to stay down, because there's always victory in Jesus Christ. There is always hope in Your Word, so we can get up, Lord, and face life. We can face the enemy. We can face the persecution. We can face whatever it may be that has a sting to it so that we, Lord, can always stay grounded, Lord, in what is holy, in what is good, in what is truth, and that's important. For the church to hear. That's important for each and every every believer who is living life and often just surviving the day. There is hope in Jesus Christ. So, Lord, it starts with trusting less in self, with trusting less in the world, and trusting more in Your Word and in Jesus Christ, for He is the author and the perfecter of our faith. So, Lord, often we must surrender. We must surrender, O God, and say, Lord, I'm trying to live life the best that I can my own way, but ultimately, Lord, it must be Your will, and Your will must be done. So, we must surrender, and we must trust. We must trust, and we must obey. Obeying You, O God, comes with great reward. So let us place our minds there. Let us place our hearts there. Let us place our very spirits there because there we will find great reward. Lord, let us trust always in You. And we ask this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave us a prayer that we can say and have memorized any and every time we need it, it is called the Lord's Prayer, and church, if you would, please join me now in this model prayer that the Savior gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, As we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Zechariah chapter 9, verses 9 through 12. This is about the coming king, church, and it says this. Rejoice! greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the fowl of a donkey. I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem the battle bow shall be cut off he shall speak peace to the nations his dominion shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth and as for you also because of the blood of your covenant i will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit return to the stronghold you prisoners of hope. Even today I declare that I will restore double to you. Church, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. And church, you know what? After I read it and said it wrong, I need to revise a word here, so forgive me. Forgive me, please, I, I, I'm sure many caught this, so let me go back to verse 9, okay, and, w- <laughs> and when I said foul, I meant foal, 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 there you go, there you go, so your preacher is always learning there, yeah, thank you for bearing with me. Ah, yeah, I, I, I must be from Pineville, that's right, that's right, absolutely foals or fowls in Pineville. That's right. That's right. So, uh, church, here, here, is, here is the message, and I want to give you this early. I want you to know this. I want you to be reminded of this every minute of every day, and I want you to take this with you and to share it always for somebody who needs hope in their lives. And it's simply this— trust God. Trust God. And the message is that, and the words will be centered on that very theme. Trust God. Trust God. That theme, that message, it comes up over and over and over again in God's Word. That is a basic and very consistent fame in the Word of God. Whether you are reading the Old Testament or the New Testament, trust God. Please trust God. So I want to unpack that this scripture with you and uh, get you to, to see and to know that this is a very, very powerful theme that the church and every believer needs to know. So let's get right into it, okay? Let's go to verse 9. This is speaking about the coming king, what is to come, and that coming king, of course, is Jesus Christ and the hope that is in Christ alone. So beginning with verse 9, listen to this. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion, shout. O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal, there we go, church, the foal of a donkey. So, let, let's let stop there, okay? And, and as, as you were hearing these words, as you may be reading them now from the screen, or in your Word, did you hear it? Did you hear it? Did you hear that trust factor? Did you hear that trust promise there? You see, we could sum up this very first verse, okay, by simply saying this, trust God because He is bringing about the promise, okay? Know that hear that and know that and place that on your heart right now. Trust God because He is bringing about the promise, okay? Now, hold on to that. Let me now go to verse 10 through verse 12, and I want you to hear it yet again, okay? Verse 10, I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim, and the horse from Jerusalem. The battle bough shall be cut off. He shall speak peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. This This is what God is doing. Now, watch this. God will save His people, verse 11, As for you also, because of the blood of your covenant, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Return then to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Now, watch this. Even today, I declare that I will restore double to you. Here it is again. In so many words, okay, the prophet is saying, trust God. Trust God because He is bringing about the promise. Now, one one thing that we have to identify here, okay, is that in trusting God, there is never mention that the promise is going to come immediately. Did you hear that? the promise may not come immediately, okay? The promise may not come on our time or our understanding of time or when we want it. But over and over again, the biblical theme will be trust God because He is bringing about the promise of the Son, of the King, of the Savior, that He will in fact come again and redeem and make all things right. So trusting God, church, it takes work. It takes effort. It takes spiritual energy. It takes staying in God's Word and having that faith and having that trust that God has got this. He's got you. He's got the church. He's got those who stay and who remain on that righteous path. It will happen, you see. It will happen because He is bringing about the promise. But often, church, here it is, that means that we have to wait. We have to wait. And I've said this before, and I will say it again. Often, people and people of faith, we don't wait well, do we? We want it immediately. We want it right now. We want it our way. And what the Word of God says is, it doesn't happen like that, because God's promise, okay, when God delivers, it's often never on our time, but it's always on God's time. So, that's the challenge, is it not? That is the challenge to you and I. We must trust, we must obey, and we must Wait, let, let me illustrate this, okay, in, 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 a, in a really fascinating way, just kind of doing some research about, uh, <laughs> actually, trees of all things. Have you ever heard of the Chinese bamboo tree? Okay, the Chinese bamboo tree. So, let, let me bring your attention to the screen for a moment there. So, what we see here that is most Evident and prevalent here on the screen is the Chinese bamboo tree. Now, those specks on the ground, those are people, okay but but look at look at the the difference in height, okay from the people okay that look tiny, okay, that look minuscule compared to the Chinese bamboo tree. Now get this, okay the average height of a Chinese bamboo tree, is anywhere from 45 to 75 feet tall. Now, now let me let let me share with you some details here about the Chinese bamboo tree, and I, I want to read them word for word because I, I want you to, to 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 hear how special this is. So the tree begins as a nut, okay, a, a small minuscule nut that is planted in the soil and must be watered and fertilized every single day, watch this, for five years, okay? Five years, okay? It must be tended to and cared for before it finally then breaks through the ground. Now, watch this. All that time, it spreads out its roots, okay? Oh, Things are working here. Things are moving. Now, in the fifth year, the Chinese bamboo tree finally breaks through the ground and grows to nearly 90 feet tall in just six weeks. But the tree, the tree must take five long years of developing a strong deep wide root system so it doesn't topple over when it is grown fascinating fascinating okay there's a message there okay within the the growth of this tree there is i believe a parable okay about growing growing spiritually about waiting okay about growing and about ra- waiting you you know we we get we get frustrated right when we don't get results immediately can you imagine waiting 5 years a month a week it, it seems like eternity it seems like absolutely forever for the results, for the end to happen, whatever it may be. But I want to share something with you, okay? Because we hear in this text from the prophet Zechariah that the King is coming, that Jesus Christ is coming, okay? And in this particular reference, it's nearing the end of His life, Okay, when he's coming into Jerusalem, now get this. Okay, from the time that the prophet Zechariah was speaking, and to the birth of Jesus Christ, it was five hundred years. Over five hundred years, this proclamation, okay, was made, and then for it to come to be, for Jesus to come. 500 years of waiting, of waiting, of waiting. 500 years. Often, fallen mind, fallen thoughts, a fallen attitude. Hey, we would have given up long ago he's never coming it's never going to happen and yet jesus came and he lived his life and he died and he was resurrected and look at the gift look at the gift that you and i have for all who believe in him it happened you see it took 500 years but it happened. So, church, trust God. Trust God. Trust that He's going to bring about the promise because it will happen. But often, church, and here's the difficult thing that you and I have to have to wrestle with, we, we, we have to come to terms with, often we have to to wait. You and I have to wait, but the promise will happen. So, I want to ask you a very clear-cut question, okay? And if I'm stepping on toes, just hear me, okay? Just hear me out, and I want you to wrestle with this question, because it's for our own good, but I think it speaks a truth, okay, to every one of us who have to wait, wait for something, wait for an answer, wait for forgiveness, whatever it may be, and it's simply this. Will you allow the waiting in your own life to develop you or to embitter you. Let me say that again. Whatever you are waiting on right now, whether you are waiting for an answer, whether you are waiting for clarity in your life about something, whether you are waiting for a broken relationship to come together again, if you are waiting for something, are you looking at that waiting, okay, an opportunity to grow you, to grow your faith in God, or is it making you bitter? Is it making you bitter? If it is making you bitter, church, let me challenge you, let me challenge you, okay, to turn that bitterness into betterness, okay? This very day, if you are bitter because you are waiting, let me challenge you to turn that bitterness into betterness. And it always starts with God, trusting in God that He will bring about the promise. Let me go back to verse 12. Listen to this, okay? A very hopeful selection of scripture here. It says this Return to to the stronghold. I love that. Look, when you are bitter about something, hey, look, instead of it staying here in your mind and just eating away at your mind, hey, look, do what Scripture says, return back to the stronghold, return back to God. Give those thoughts, give that uneasiness, give that confusion, give that bitterness to God. Watch this says here, verse 12, return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today I declare that I will restore double to you. Wow. Let me end with this, and it's a a word of good news. Trust God, church. Trust God because he is bringing about the promise. Amen. Let me pray for us, please. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, so often it is hard to trust. It is hard to trust human beings. It is hard to trust, Lord, when we have been hurt, when we have been betrayed by someone else. I, I pray in the name of Jesus that this day, Lord, our relationship, our connection, Lord, our heart connection, our faith in you is something different, Lord. It's on a different spiritual plane. It's a different kind of relationship, Lord. For Scripture is clear, it says that you, O God, will never leave us nor forsake us. So, Lord, if we have troubles uh, trusting in some way because of our past… Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that we can look at uh, this day as a new day, that we can, Lord, start trusting again, that we can start trusting in you, O God, who makes a way, Lord, who makes a way in life, who makes a way and a path toward salvation. Lord, we can always trust you. I I pray in the name of Jesus that if someone, Lord, in this Family Life Center is having troubles trusting, I pray, Jesus, Lord, over that hurt, over that experience, over that past experience, Lord, that you can bring healing, Lord, to that mistrust, and that mistrust can become trust again, trusting in you first. I pray in the name of Jesus that if someone is bitter uh, this morning, Lord, about something that has happened in the past, that in the name of Jesus Christ, that bitterness can turn to betterness betterness that we can find always in the coming King who has come, who has died, who has risen, and who will come again. Scripture says let us trust in you because you were always bringing about the promise. Glory be to your name always. In Jesus we pray. Amen.